0: Welcome to the RCap USA Roundup, a podcast where we have real conversations affecting both cattle producers and beef consumers. We're your hosts, Jaden Moreland and Karina Jones. With that, let's get to today's episode. This is part two of the Imco Conversation, Label Our Beef. On today's episode, we have quite a lineup of a few different guests. First, we have South Dakota Senator John Thune. Our CAP USA board members Brett Kinsey and Eric Nelson, producers C.D. Brinniger, Susan Berkland, and Matt Paulson, and finally we have FFA members from Cross County, Nebraska. All these people are here to talk about mandatory country of origin labeling. So having been filmed at a few different events, the audio may have more background noise than normal. Thank you for bearing with us. Without further ado, Karina, take it away.
1: I have a special guest with me, Senator John Thune from right here in South Dakota. So first question I have to ask you, icebreaker, what's your favorite cut of beef?
2: <laughs> well, that's probably an easy one. I like any cut of beef, but uh, I am a huge fan of the ribeye.
1: All right. Can't go wrong there.
2: Nope,
1: you can Okay. So what are the calls? What is the pulse of the cattle industry? What are the calls coming into your office? Tell us about what you're hearing from cattle producers.
2: Well, I mean, you know this year, obviously uh one of the immediate issues has been just the drought and uh, the impact that's having not having feed um, and you know trying to come up with forage to feed cows or Um, And then, of course, there's an ongoing issue with uh, the Packers and what's happening in the cattle markets the last few years, starting in 19 with, well, actually before that, but the Kansas fire and then you had the pandemic and then this year they're still got reduced capacity. So there's a lot of concerns about whether or not there are any competitive practices being implemented by the Packers. You see the. You know, Tyson's profit uh, margin, you know, was up 16% this year, and um, the producer's not realizing any of that. So their their earnings have been flat. Consumers continue to pay more for beef. So I think there's just a lot of concerns about whether or not there's a transparent, uh, fair uh, marketplace out there for producers to to market their livestock.
1: So recently, your office, along with a few others, have introduced some legislation regarding country of origin labeling. Tell us about that legislation.
2: Well, you know, we've been involved trying to get mandatory country of origin labeling in place for a long time. Um, I've been through a couple different Farm Bill debates on that, and we were successful, but always struck down by the World Trade Organization. So we we came up with an idea to allow the trade reps office and USDA, give them some time to work with us to come up with a WTO compliant way of wording country of origin labeling um, and give them a year to do that. So we're gonna we're instead of us writing it in Congress, uh, you know, legislating it there, we're gonna give them a way to come up with a language that they believe that they would be willing to defend at WTO. Um, and if they don't come up with something in a year, then uh, mandatory cool would be reinstated. But it's designed to re trigger and get this conversation going again about getting mandatory country of origin labeling in place. We had it there for a couple of different, through a di- couple of different farm bills, and then it would get struck down, and then we got repealed. So we want to get it going again. And it seems like there's interest. You know, I've talked to set it up with USDA and the trade rep's office. Uh, in the administration right now and trying to work with us constructively to come up with that solution. And uh, I hope that we can. I hope they can. Um, but it's uh, we got to get this jump started again.
1: There has recently been some really concerning news coming out of Brazil with two BSE cases, otherwise known as mad cow disease, something that could be incredibly destructive if it made its way to the US. Does this amplify the need for mCOol for American consumers?
2: Absolutely. I think every time there's a there's any kind of a, an outbreak uh, like that in another country, it reinforces the perception that people in this country have about wanting to know where their beefs coming from. And in it, particularly if you're a producer here in the United States who, you know, we produce the highest quality uh, products in the world. And you can't differentiate your product from that that's coming in from another country around the world. I mean, that to me is, uh, is a crime. And it's, a, you know, it's something we've been trying to fix for a long time. But there, anytime there's, a, there's news of a, a situation like that, I think it just uh, amplifies the need for a mandatory country of origin labeling bill. So that when people buy something at the marketplace, if it's come in from another country, say it's come in from a Brazil or an Argentina, uh, and then it gets further processed here, it gets labeled as a product of the USA, and it's not. And um, and that's got to change. So um, we are – that's why I think mandatory country origin labeling is so important, uh, not just for the opportunity that our producers have to differentiate their high-quality product from other products that might come in from some other place around the world, and to give them what I think is a clear – give the consumer clearly what they want, and that is to know that they're buying something that was raised and uh, born, raised, and harvested here – Um, but it, uh, it also deals with that issue of food safety, which I think is so important in a lot of people's minds.
1: Final question, a call to action. This is truly an issue that both cattle producers and consumers can link arms on together. It's beneficial for both. What would you tell cattle producers and consumers to do in terms of calling their senators and congressmen? What's the name of the bill?
2: Well, it's the um, American Meat Labeling Act, uh, but call your members of Congress, and it's got to be wider than just kind of the nine main cattle-producing states in the country because to pass something, it takes uh, it takes half in the House and, and more of that in the Senate typically. Um, but I think that we need to get this uh, kind of a, a grassroots movement, get people engaged, um, consumers, and I'm encouraged that we've got uh, one of the prime sponsors of the bill is Cory Booker, who's a senator from New Jersey, who I think, uh, you know, in his state, he, he's got some, I'm sure, production, but he's also got a lot of consumers. And I think that when you get the consumers and the producers together, um, you can send a really strong message. And I'm just hoping that people around the country will care enough about this subject to want to weigh in with their legislators Uh, whether they're from a cattle producing state or not because it has implications far beyond the producer it clearly has implication implications for consumers in this country who have a right to know where the products that they're putting on their plates uh, come from
1: i have with me region three director brett kenzie from gregory south dakota brett what does this mean for cattle producers having this legislation introduced
3: well, it's pretty exciting. We've worked a long time to get MCOOL cool back into the spotlight and back into a vehicle that can move it forward. Uh, it's maybe a bill that's going to require a little more patience than I would like, but it does address some of the reservations that its opponents have had, like being World Trade Organization compliant. Uh, the bill, I guess, what, what we hear a lot about as Americans is the administrative state and how everything gets bound up in D.C. by non-elected officials. And I think that that's what we've been dealing with with MCOOL for so long is that this person says it's that person's job and this office says it's that office's job. And, and I guess this bill does a good job of spelling out specifically who needs to do what to get this thing moving forward. And it it calls for cooperation between the offices and between Congress to get it done, it sets timelines. So yeah, it's, it's not as fast as I would like, but I don't think that we need to wait until the last minute to get this thing moving. You know, I think that producer and consumer action is what is gonna get it moving forward. You know, I guess that's that's the advice that I give to people is if they su- support mandatory country of origin labeling, get on the phone, get with your Congressman, get with your Senator, get with your state officials. They can also help move this thing forward because we don't need to wait until the last minute. We need to hit the ground running. We need to get more signers on this bill in DC. Once we get a bill number from the Senate, we can get it moving in the house as well. And uh, I think now is the time.
1: Okay, so Brett, let's go back to spring of 2020, you and I were a part of a producer committee that launched a mandatory country of origin labeling petition. It was wildly successful, quickly grew to 100,000, 200,000, and now that ticker on that petition is over 430,000 signatures. What does labeling our beef mean to the American consumer?
3: I just think that in today's world, there's such a movement towards the made in the USA movement, you know, I mean, we've heard the politicians run, get elected on made in the USA, you know, buy USA, American made, hire American. And it's just it's the natural carrying out of that to be able to label your product as made in the USA and allow American consumers to accurately choose a Made in the USA product.
1: So you and I both know that this is going to take more legislative support than just the nine cow-calf states. We have to have consumers behind this. So talk about what's the next step for consumers, for cattle producers, for all of us to do to get this legislation advancing?
3: Well, the obvious first step is to call that congressional switchboard number in DC, which is 202. 224-3121 Two two four thirty one twenty one, 3121 and tell them that you want the right to choose where your beef is produced and you want it accurate and you want it honest and common sense. And that's what MCOOL is. You know, beyond that, I think go to your state legislators. You know, in South Dakota, we, last year's, the South Dakota stock growers and others got a, a referendum process, or a, excuse me, not referendum, a resolution process going. And they actually passed through our state government a resolution in support of MCOOL and a resolution in support of 5014. And I think that that helped move both of my US senators to sign on to this MCOOL bill. So, you know, you can you can work that state level, you can work that national level. Uh, I think that that petition is still up to go sign that. But, you know, we just need, a, I guess, we're asking the american consumer for help so that they can choose american beef and and we're hoping that that will create competition for this um, these american cattle that create american beef and that should really shore up it should create competition for american beef and shore up rural america because you know we don't we don't want to live off the government we don't want to be you know, subsidy people or bailout people. We want to make our own way. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of money in the beef business. We just need a competitive market so that we can get our share, our earned share, in rural America.
1: Absolutely. We don't want to be um, subsidy takers. We don't want to be liabilities of the American taxpayer. We think the American consumer will support us at that meat counter if they can make an informed decision. I am so excited that I ran into one of our Iowa members, and he was just at our CAF convention. I'll go ahead and l- let him introduce himself.
4: My name is C.D. Berninger. I'm from Edieville, Iowa, down southeastern part of the state. A uh, member of our USA. I go to school at Iowa State University. We run about 150 head of mama cows in a 500 head feedlot down in that part of the world. So
1: That's awesome. So you and I have been talking about some of the cattle industry issues that you are really passionate about. Tell us about that.
4: Probably the biggest one for me is mandatory country of origin labeling. You know, uh, we were just talking about this. You don't see Ford out there promoting Chevy's product and vice versa. And I really think that we should be promoting our own product here in the United States. And and we could really add a lot of value to it. Um, And we really need to also help the United States consumer find out where their product's coming from for a safety aspect as well.
1: So last week we had new legislation introduced that would absolutely put a mandatory country of origin label back on our beef. What does that mean to you as a cattle producer?
4: To me, it gives me a lot of hope that we're going to we're gonna get it done. Um, it's one of those things that I believe that you need to go out and you need to talk to your neighbors. You need to sit around the elevator, drink a cup of coffee. Um, you know, we do a lot of custom shopping. We talk to a lot of our customers about it as well. And so I think that, that there's hope out there for it, and we need to continue to keep pushing for it
1: here with Susan Berkland from Ainsworth, Nebraska, a cattle producer. Susan, what does it mean for cattle producers and consumers that we finally have a mandatory country of origin labeling bill introduced?
5: It means the world to me and I know it means the world to all the other producers because right now it deceives the consumers and it can... it also deceives me because I do not want my meat mixed with foreign meat and being labeled USA or no label.
1: Regional Director Eric Nelson from Iowa. Eric, let's back up a little bit, a couple of weeks. Let's go to our CAF convention. Senator Mike Rounds pops into our, our CAF convention, and I mean, he sets the room on fire with his speech. Tell us what that was like.
2: Well, it, it, was, it was awesome. It's really what we've been waiting for. Um, for some time, you know, we, we lost Cool back in 2015, and um, for a myriad of reasons, and, and we've been working on this for a, a reworked version for over a year, and so it was like manna from heaven, really, to have uh, Senator Rounds come and and really set the stage for you know uh, what was coming with the filing of a uh, of mandatory country of origin labeling bill by um, you know Senator Thune and Senator Tester, and so. Um, you know here we go something that's been needed for a long time and you know visiting cattlemen there's there's no there's no opposition. In fact most people will say well well hell yes, we need mandatory country of origin uh, labeling once again.
1: With Matt Paulson, uh, Matt came to our calf convention for the first time this year. What'd you think?
5: It was unbelievable. It's best. Best two days of anything I've ever been to as far as information concerning our industry.
1: How exciting was it to have Senator Mike Rounds pop in and talk
5: to us? It was pretty cool. Uh, He got the crowd pretty fired up about what's going on right now in this cattle deal.
1: He did, and to end his uh, talk, to say now is the time for mandatory country of origin labeling just kind of set the room on fire. So then to have Senator Thune and Senator Rounds and um, Senator Booker and Tester introduce a new mandatory country of origin labeling bill, what does that mean to you as an American cattle producer?
5: It's great. It's, it's good to see some of our representatives fight for us little guys out here still making a living off the land. and We're not corporate America yet, like where our industry is trying to lead us.
1: Do you think right now, standing, you know, where we are in the industry today, is there much opposition for MCOOL between producers and consumers? Because I'm not seeing, you know, we're out here boots on the ground and I can't find anybody to oppose it.
5: I don't see anybody opposing either other than some other cattle groups that might have some other interests other than the independent cattle producer that's what's scaring me is they're putting special interest in front of the guys out here trying to make a living.
1: Absolutely. And I have a really exciting group of young people here with me right now. These are FFA members from the Cross County Nebraska FFA program. And I am so impressed with them. They came up to our RCAF booth to actually talk to Director Brett Kinsey and I and ask us some questions about the cattle industry and just you know different things in general so now i have captured them and i'm going to turn the microphone on them and ask them some questions we got into a great discussion about mandatory country of origin labeling and so i want to ask you um ladies and gentlemen do you think mandatory country of origin labeling on our beef is a good thing and why
5: Uh, I would like to know about where the
0: meat is imported because I feel like that would kind of help me understand more about the people it came from and maybe how they help and produce their livestock. That way I know they're taken care of and it's a good import.
1: Do you think consumers in general, so we're here in Nebraska, do you think consumers in Grand Island or Omaha would make an informed decision if they had a label on that beef that said where it was born, raised, and harvested? I think it would definitely affect some people, uh, because I know, for one, I've got friends
0: up in Omaha, and they're very particular about, like, kind of national stuff that comes from the states. They like to support that instead of all of the imported goods. I think it would affect more local people, that way they knew where it would come from. I love that we just got to hear from so many different points of view on mandatory country of origin labeling and how important it is to our industry. I know that was a little bit of a different setup than normal, but as our calf is on the road, we have so many valuable conversations and we just wanted to share those with y'all. So circling back around to MCOOL, if you want it reinstated, you have to call Congress. The US Capitol switchboard number is 202-224-3121 and it's the American Beef Labeling Act and that is Senate Bill 2716. If you don't know what to say we have a web page www.labelourbeef.com and on there we have sample scripts one for consumers and one for cattle producers along with those we have resources for more information on mcool on there as well so check that website out and um, we have lots of news this week we also have launched a facebook page for mcool named usa beef as well as and Instagram and Twitter, which are at label our Beef. Thanks to our guests today, and thank you for listening. As always, visit our website, www.r-calfusa, and follow us on social media, at rcalfusa, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the R-Calf USA Roundup. To learn more about R-Calf USA, visit our website, www r-calfusa.com